Welcome to the third act for the 10-Minute Life Coach Podcast. I say it's the third act because Act 1 was its beginning, Act 2 was its rebirth, and the moving through that. And now, since Episode 150 has been released, and we announced that the podcast and the brand is essentially dead, this is Act 3. And this act will go as long as it can go, and hopefully it'll go in a steady and consistent manner. These podcasts, after 150, are going to outline what I learned in doing the podcast, all 150 episodes, and of course, the four-ish year hiatus in between uh, episode 44 and 45, or 43 and 44, I should say. So don't expect anything that's going to be massive outlying wisdom, which you shouldn't expect from the podcast in the first place, because that's one of the lessons we'll get to in a bit or down the line. But this is a continuation, if you will, of the podcast now that the podcast is over. Now, a quick explanation and some sort of dirty laundry to be aired real quick. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, formerly called myself the 10-Minute Life Coach, formerly of this podcast. Created this podcast half on a whim, half on a need, and it turned into something that was a blessing to my life. Now, we continue with these podcast episodes as a way to document the things I learned from the podcast and a way to help me organize some thoughts as I prepare for a book some sort of publication that's going to talk about lessons learned from this podcast specifically. So coming soon to a bookstore, especially the Amazon uh, link near you, will be a book on what I learned by being the 10-Minute Life Coach. That brand didn't work out so well as a brand, so that's why we killed it. And we're going to go through some lessons in the meantime just to get make, make some things done. And, of course, the podcast here, which will be a lot less polished, basically all state of mind, if you will, because we're going to document some things and work it back, work it backwards, if you will. Sometimes the verbal notes help work out the actual written text. So thank you so much for listening again. Even if you are a bit confused on what happened with the podcast, this shouldn't take too much farther than ten minutes. We're basically going to see how it goes. I have I have notes organized and thoughts organized, but as far as actually organization and timing them out, that that much work didn't go into this. So. Let's go ahead with the first lesson on this one. And the lesson, I've basically worked out simple titles for the chapters and just have the notes on the way. So we'll just kind of, kind of roll that way, if you will. So bear with me as this will be a little rough. And towards the end of the podcast's third act life, hopefully it'll sound much better and the notes will come out to be good enough that you'll be willing to purchase whatever comes from this thing. So let's start off with what I learned from the 150 episodes of the 10-Minute Life Coach podcast. And this is lesson number one, and it, that it is all about the learning. This podcast uh, was a weird creature created partially to learn how to podcast because podcasting itself was newish, and I had a inkling to learn it. I actually had an inkling to learn it and use it for more professional ways in the first place, more along the lines of my day job in radio. But I needed a podcast to work on, needed some actual content to create and deal with, and I needed to have something that I could use that wouldn't get me in trouble on my in my content. I had aspirations, very high aspirations at the time, on moving into the realm of political talk, and I didn't want to be cornered with what I was saying on record in these podcasts and have that be something to keep me from going whatever direction I would turn into on the air. Not that I become a fake person for the radio, but it was mainly 
in the creation of the character because all these people you listen to on the radios are characters. Rush Limbaugh may be an actual person named Rush Limbaugh, but the guy you hear on the radio is a blustering character. He's not the same guy who goes to the corner store to get pick up milk and eggs from the store. And that's the first thing you learn from the world of broadcasting itself and just general entertainment or even infotainment. So a character more or less was created. His name happened to be my name. First initial J, first name John, middle name Cleveland, last name Payne. And I've gone through a couple of iterations of the J and the Cleveland in my life as a radio guy. So, yes, my name is really J Cleveland Payne. And I needed something to practice with to see how the whole thing worked. Back in the day, podcasting wasn't as simple and as lucrative to get into as it is now. Now there are plenty of programs and plenty of companies who have simpler programs that just let you record the audio and go. Your audio quality or production value, if you will, may vary, but there's plenty of ways to get your talking or your video into the Internet for people to see and get some sort of stat to call it a podcast. Back in the day, a podcast was truly an audio file uploaded to the Internet that had an RSS feed attached to it uh, that could pull it down for in whatever pod review you had. You literally had to have some sort of device to download it to, either your computer or an iPod. That's why I got the name because it got so popular on iTunes and, of course, the iPods that they lived on. While there may have been more other branded MP3 players out there, iTunes and Apple had a big, solid branding on the actual use and the thought process of what you're doing. So iTunes was the leader in your source for finding back in the day. Now it's just assumed to be the leader, but that's a whole other issue we may get to later on down the line. But I needed something to practice with. I needed a podcast to work on to see how the thing worked out. I needed to work on the files. That means writing the script, recording the script, doing the production for it, and having something that needed to be consistent. I couldn't just rework the same script over and over again. So I went to my knowledge of personal development. I've been studying personal development since early 20s, essentially before that. I've been studying leadership uh, from uh, middle, middle school as I had intentions on going into the military as soon as I got out of high school. So I've been practicing or been studying leaders and leadership from a military standpoint that turned into a development standpoint and turned into a personal development, a life coaching follower, if you will, even though life coaching as a word wasn't quite what it was when I began the, the path of that. But when I began the actual podcast, there were two life coaches that I was following initially. There were plenty of them out there, but two that I was following in their podcast. Both of them put out daily content, most of it free. And then in the shift to their marketplace, it turned into a paid version. Essentially, both did the same thing. They had a free Monday podcast and then five days a week, regular podcasts on the line. And you paid for access to those podcasts, plus the payment added access to extra audio. And, of course, in some cases, one case, a guy had a minimum level coaching program, as you say, the minimum at the time now. Back then, it was quite a big deal to make all the stuff work out. And they sold uh, they, they sold different packages for Uh, different types of events and things like that. Doing those types of things were very new at the time. Now that technology is easier, and of course, once someone proves it's possible, everybody apes off the idea 
they're all over the place. But back then, it was hard to get a following online unless you were an established uh, personal speaker coach guy like Tony Robbins, like the big-time guys there who had the money and finances behind them to produce the infomercials and things like that. So I created something similar vein to what they were doing, and I created a paid model similarly to what they were doing. The 10-Minute Life Coach was a Monday Every Monday podcast that you can get for free, it was about 20 minutes total. And what it turned into, or what it came out as, was the first 10 minutes, even though the people complain about some of the long-ish production value, the first 10 minutes was the lesson, period. You heard the open, we went into the lesson, and at the 10-minute mark, bam, we wrapped it up, played some music, went to the next feature. It initially had a sales pitchy uh, type deal where we sold the $10 life coach and then we had a section that was the literal housekeeping stuff with stuff about my life because when I listened to the other podcasts both of the guys were essentially opening up with the open saying hello going in some rambling about their lives and things get happened and then after five six minutes they would start some sort of lesson and that would only turn out to be maybe five minutes or so they'd have 10 12 minute podcast, which would the first five, six minutes were just them. And then on the back end, it was maybe three, four minutes of some sort of lesson, which was fine, but it really was sold as a larger lesson. And then they would try a closing sell in the back end as well. I wanted to be uh, different. I wanted my unique selling position to be you get a lesson right up front. And that's what we did for the $10 life coach. If you paid $10 a month, not only did you get the Monday lesson, which was free regardless, and a different feed, you also got three other daily tips similar to the 10-minute life coach, although they weren't quite 20 minutes. They were essentially the lesson, about five minutes each, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then an extra special Friday episode, an extra special Friday episode, such like it makes it sound like it's after school special, where we would take something from the news that week and turn that into a lesson. We call that lesson to learn. Uh, it was, I think it was pretty unique and pretty, um, I think it was actually a, a ahead of its time for what it was. Unfortunately, I was not ahead of my time for what I was and didn't get able to gather the traction needed to make that thing happen back then. That went about 43 episodes. I should look at the listing and see exactly, but that went about 43 episodes. Uh, could not get a full year and that my, my goal was to hit that full year, 52 episodes, and see how it could go. But life and the fact that things weren't working made it very clear I needed to stop working on the podcast. So 43 episodes in, it's it's dead. It's done. I can't do it anymore. I take a couple of weeks to try to get it back into place, and it just isn't working. Fast forward about four and a half years, and a Facebook friend, a at the time randomish Facebook follower, asked me about the podcast. It's like, didn't you used to do that podcast? That was really cool. You should try to do something like that again. From there, the idea was birthed to revamp the podcast and make it something simple. So it turned into a simpler podcast, a simpler recording where I just turned on the mic. I talked for 10 minutes or so. I was done. I made an intro that was consistent, a rewrote intro that was about had, had no production, no sound, no, no music, whatever, just my voice. I would read the intro. It would take about 45 seconds. I'd do the lesson up to about 10 minutes or so, and then I would close out with something. It got a bit more polished and more formal in, in its living. And then towards the very end, about the last 20 episodes or so, I added some music and pre-recorded a, a intro and added some a tone for your your trigger that, hey, the lesson's over. 
just to add in some production value because I needed to learn some extra stuff. It was something to make the thing grow. But it is what it is, and it was what it was, and it died as it did. The 150th episode was a way to show the milestone of hitting that big number, 150. It took it took four years in between to actually keep things going, but you know what? It happened. We did it. It happened, and we're proud of that. We killed it because I was actually working on the next episode, 151, before I recorded 150 that week. I wanted to put a couple in the can so that once I hit the 150 and once I figured out how I was going to celebrate, I could have a couple down the line. The big way that I made these things work out in the learning process is – if you batch things ahead of time, you can sit back and watch them go as opposed to be on the the hook for a new episode every single week. Be panicking and sweating about putting up new content and coming up with something at the last minute. So that was the plan. I was working on one for the week after, and then I was going to work on a couple in a few days down the line and then officially do the 150, basically at the wire once I knew what was going to happen. And I had an issue. I had a very good topic. It was something that, as you know from this, repetition is sort of the way you learn things. That's something essentially a repetition of the basics, a basic tenet that I had. But I just had trouble recording it because it sounded like a crazy man rant over and over and over again. I recorded it from start to middle finish, never quite wrapped it up, 11 times. I went through the same thing 11 times going anywhere from three minutes to almost eight minutes in in the recording of the podcast. And then I just decided from there, maybe I should just wrap this thing up on a very high note and call it a podcast. And I did that. So we wrote up some stuff. We took some notes, took it out, and said, thank you for helping us hit this milestone. We out. What I didn't tell you was that I'd already had the notes down for the what I learned from 150 episodes. So I already had that down. I was going to work on that and thought I'll be promoting it through the podcast. Apparently I won't be. And so those notes were there. I didn't want to use those in the ending podcast because they're really pretty long. It's a lot to go through. So I figured I'll kill it. But then for people who aren't erasing the feed, they'll find a new podcast next week and they'll stick around for the ride as long as possible. This podcast, although it's mostly for free, does have some ads attached to it via the service that I syndicate it through. And because of that, it generates little, not a lot, a little revenue. And so to be honest, being a bit more corporate and maybe greedy, I wanted to make a little extra money before I uh, cashed out in this thing. And I was not quite at the cashing out point, so I want to make a little extra change so I can cash this thing out and keep it going. The next round, we'll see if we get that far, but we're almost at the round for essentially getting the check. So I want to make sure I hit that check. There's some honesty for you. There are what you learn. Some honesty right there. But as far as really learning from the podcast, really getting something from here, I had to learn how to make a podcast. I already knew audio production because I did it every day for my radio job, but I had to really work on working on a show, making a coherent show that wasn't, you know, bits and pieces of news content for the day. I had to work on that. I had to work on making it work right. I had to work on gathering some fans and getting people to listen. Stitcher was the thing way back in the day, and Stitcher apparently is my biggest fan for or my biggest outlet for fans here this day. Stitcher is where I get most of my listens from iTunes is growing, but not nearly as close to where Stitcher is, and I use other services as well. 
Uh, but Stitcher just seems to be the one that people caught on to. And when I brought it back, people apparently had me in the feed enough that they, they saw it. It gathered some traction and people started to subscribe again via that service. I put it out on all the big ones and there's plenty of little ones that you get found on just by doing a podcast. And Stitcher is by far uh, pulls about 60 to 70 percent of the listens. And then the combination of the rest make that 40 percent. And the next batch for iTunes may get about 12, 13%, not even quite 15%. That's how far and away it is. So it was all about the learning. And while that was kind of all about the ramble, it was all about the learning in the process. I had to learn the process of podcasting. I had to learn what was interesting topics, learn how to write them and research them and pull out what was good and what was not so good. I had to learn how to literally hand code RSS feeds because way back when you had to type them out, there were some some services that sort of made it easy, but the best way to do it was to literally write out your episode every single week and upload that file to the cloud every single week. It was a tedious, painful, and extremely time-consuming effort, but it was something I had to learn to get better and to get to where I am here. Learning all that stuff was one thing. Learning about the people who were listening to the podcast and people who were looking for this sort of content was another thing. And now, remember, uh, iTunes is what made podcasts popular, I guess, where the name came from. But as like I said, Stitcher was where people were listening to my content, which made it a bit of a kind of a back and forth toss up because it's hard to promote on Stitcher or any other sort of platform way back when, when all the world was a rage about iTunes. And if you are a podcaster now and definitely one way back when, you know that the stats that they give you on on iTunes, the numbers, the, the rankings there are skewed and not necessarily skewed towards anything particular other than the popular NPR type stuff or the main name brand people or the big time stars. But they're just skewed. They just don't make any sense. It, early on, there weren't a lot of people in the podcast genre for life coaching, whatever it was called back then for personal development. But the ones that seemed to keep ranking were a lot of podcasts that were never updated. Uh, they were they would have one big time guest that would be a podcast when people were searching for names of guests. They'd pull that name. They'd listen to it. They would probably rate it fairly bad because the interview was really bad and then go from there. One example was a lady who had uploaded a bunch of things and hadn't updated her podcast since about a year or so since I started. And within the timeline and where I was producing it earlier on, she may have produced three episodes that, you know, eight, nine months, three episodes. One of those episodes was a interview with Tony Horton, who, of course, P, uh, P90X fame. Now I think you're at P90X three or four, but P90X had basically just came out. He was on a tour of doing what he was doing to promote it. And this was just some high ranking podcaster who did this interview that made absolutely no sense. And it was, you know, as if she'd never really heard of the dude. And Tony was being polite, if you will, or maybe he was being a bit snarky because the interview wasn't going so well. and He wasn't really sounding all that keen about doing it. And because that one interview popped up somewhere, she kept ranking. But she wasn't putting out consistent content. So that was one of the things that made me frustrating in the process. Made me frustrated in the process. I learned that this thing is hard. Getting eyeballs is hard. Getting attention is hard, especially since I didn't have anywhere near a budget 
or a real way to promote it outside of just my small social media networking. And this was before Facebook was a thing as well. Facebook wasn't as big and weird and massive as it is right now. I also learned what people really thought about what I was putting out there. Remember, I didn't want to put out anything that was political or anything that was necessarily news-focused, although I had other news-focused podcasts as well. We had a podcast that was based out of the radio station I was working at the time that was a wrap-up of the news, and I'm doing something else similar in my other podcasting world, but it was a bunch of news stories. Myself and another another, uh, reporter sat on a Saturday for about an hour and a half and went through news stories and put it out, and it's a podcast from there. I had a feature I had on my own, in various iterations of basically um, eight things, nine things, seven things to talk about, which was supposedly a daily recap or daily update, supposedly in the morning, so for things to listen to throughout the day. And like I said, if you don't have the right distribution, it's hard to really get people on that. But I didn't want to do anything that way because I didn't want to lock myself into being that guy that early, even though I was trying to be that guy in personal development. I assumed I can do personal development on the side of the other stuff. I assumed the two lives, the two personalities would not intertwine, and that was why I was going that route. Now, I learned that it's really hard to break out, and it was very hard to break out way back when, even though there were less podcasts. But as soon as one got popular, it, it was basically everyone would share that one. And because, something I've really learned, people want to be familiar with what's going on, even if it means following the crowd, people will want to know and listen to and like and judge and keep up with familiar things. It's like going back to high school and thinking about uh, the kid who was all into the independent stuff, true independent stuff, stuff that was so out there that nobody listened to. And so they thought they were awesome because they weren't listening to the bubblegum pop that was playing on the radio back when all we did was listen to radio. They weren't listening to the regular bubblegum pop type stuff on the radio. They were listening to real alternative. And then someone else would say, hey, you hear about this guy? Or they would pick that guy up, the guy would get discovered and start being played on the real radio, and it would sort of ruin the guy's day because now all of a sudden the thing they found, the thing that was cool for them, that made them unique, no longer made them unique because they had to share it with the world, not with a very small community of people who were into being very small. I learned that the hard way, because it was hard to break out with all those other larger ranking podcasters who literally weren't putting out very good or very much content, but were out there assumingly making money. At least that's what they were saying. Something else I learned in the process is a lot of these things, a lot of these stats, a lot of the things you are learning are flat-out lies about people. And it's something I actually learned in a prior life in the military when I spent about two years working on a program uh, that tracked uh, tracked things for, tracked people in the military, tracked activities, things that are being done. From that activity, I found that I had numbers to look at. And if I had the numbers, I can put the numbers in the order, in the range, in the thought processes I want to, to tell the story I needed to. And if you have the numbers, sometimes you can tell outlandish lies the way you want to pull the numbers, the way you want to skew the numbers and with the data you actually pull as opposed to the data that's really necessary. So stats are good, but stats can be lies. That's something I learned 
as well. Something I learned prior to my broadcasting life, but it turned out to be a very big deal, and it's still a big deal now as many people brag about some stats they have, and sometimes they are fudged, sometimes they're flat-out lies because it's really hard to kind of come up with even generic numbers, but specific numbers for lots of things. And I had to learn a lot about myself because I was, by the way, trying to be a life coach person, trying to be a personal development person, trying to be a better person. Now, this podcast was not the only personal development podcast that I was creating. And in fact, I have a new one or a, a, a oldish one that just hit 102 episodes, probably by the time this comes out, uh, that continues the idea, although it does it with a different spin. That one's only 90 seconds. It's called Steps to Your Better You. You can find it at yourbetteryou.info where all of my personal development life is now. So if you still want to follow me for personal development, there's your sales pitch. Go to yourbetteryou.info and find me there. But there are plenty of other ideas, uh, some not as grand as others. And then there was the um, personal product, uh, personal positivity project, which was my attempt, one of many attempts at daily things. And that was only about 90 seconds to two minutes as well. Uh, but the grind of having a daily something turns into a grind quicker than you think. And that one, as I was going through a weird dark time in the middle of its life, turned into a kind of a darkish, rantish podcast as well. One of the dangers of doing this thing way too long. That one died. The the these files still still there. The podcast still exists. And every so often things get hit and things pull up and it makes a couple couple cents, not even dollars, just a couple bits of change. But it was something I learned initially coming off of this one and then the other ones and then that one and other ones that you have to really learn about yourself. The fake it till you make it only works so far. At some point in time, you've got to actually pony up your actual knowledge and see what happens. And sometimes you've got to fake it till you make it on yourself. You've got to coach and work on the things yourself to work your way into something that's positive or sometimes just less negative. There is a difference, and sometimes you can only go for less negative as opposed to getting something positive. At this point, I've now learned that saying that this lessons learned podcast would be only 10 minutes a episode was a very rash decision. So I'm not sure how long it's going to go at this point. This has been at least 25 minutes. So we're just going to wing it from here. Like I said, this is going, this is partially for my benefit as a transcript for what I'm learning and producing into some other form for you later down the line. And it is partially for, to keep the money coming, if you will, pledged out, keep keeping the change coming in into the feed and to give you guys something hopefully to learn in the process. Maybe this will turn into something on a grander scale later on. But me rambling for however long on various riffs probably won't work out that well. So thank you for listening this far. Not quite done yet. Stick with me. We'll see how long this goes. So learning. It's all about the learning. I'm titling, I am titling the possible book, what I learned from 150 episodes of the 10-Minute Life Coach podcast. And chapter one is that it's all about the learning. So from the get-go, you have to learn a lot from yourself and a lot from your work and a lot of what's going down the line. I had to learn about people and places and all sorts of possibilities to make this thing happen. I had to connect with people to get listeners. I had to connect with people to get support into the community of podcastings. I had to connect with people just to get myself through the day sometimes. 
I had to learn how to reach people and how to give them information that they wanted, even some sometimes information that they needed but they didn't want, and get them to act and react to it, and sometimes get them to respond. Now, asking people to respond is a very tough thing to do. If you ever watched a television show and got so angry you wanted to shoot out something, back in the day when all you could do was write a letter to the editor of the newspaper, more people did do that because more people actually knew it was a way to get their voice out and get it heard. But it took the effort of writing a letter, putting in an envelope, putting a stamp on it, all things like that. Today, the letters to the editor section of newspaper is awesome. There are so many things, people who are willing to put forth that effort and mostly it's by email, so it's not really even a stamp anymore. But people willing to put forth the effort to put out some longish, coherent narrative and have it be sent to a newspaper or news organization are awesome because the things they say are off the cuff and pretty cool. However, that's effort that people don't take anymore. You can fire off a now 280-character tweet and jump into the tweet storm of everybody else in the world if something wrongs you. You can go to Facebook and post something out there. You can have your blog post out there that does your own personal yakety-yak stuff that maybe people find and maybe people don't. But the effort of going forward and getting people to respond to you is always a tough thing. It's tough here in the, in the world of radio as well. Doing talk radio and working through it in and out for the last uh, 15 years or so, we know people are listening if the lights on the phone light up. If people start calling us, that one person is, is 10, 20, 30, 50 people and their ideas and their, their thought process and them caring about enough about what we're talking about to respond. But because everyone doesn't care that much to respond, we're background noise for most of the people out there. But to really get the ju juices going, get something great, got to get somebody mad enough or happy enough usually mad enough to respond to what's going on. That's a hard thing to do. On the podcast level, you may see a zillion different really bad snarky comments on your YouTube videos or your podcast as well because it's really easy for some jerk to toss a couple lines out and think they're being funny. The problem is getting someone to give you actual real-life feedback, it takes a lot of effort for someone to care that much to give you that feedback. If you get that, you are blessed, so be happy that you've gotten that. But remember, it's not a given. It's not a simple thing that you're going to get on the back end for that one. So it's all about the learning. Everything is about learning. Life every day is about learning. You should be learning things or tinkering with things you've learned every single day as you go by. Something should get a little clearer or something brand new should show up that you have to go through in the process of. Once you stop learning, you're essentially on the path to dying. Something you should really, really think about if you're not one to take on the world of personal development in that vein. But for this podcast, for 150 episodes of this thing, the 10-Minute Life Coach podcast, the biggest thing I learned is that perseverance is hard. While that should be an obvious thing, it's not as obvious when you're telling you're actually trying to persevere and keep things going. There were times when it was really hard, difficult, just flat out impossible to get things going. That's why the podcast died, I thought, to only be reviven, re, re, revived five years later. When we revived it, it was a search to figure out how to make it actually viable to do because we couldn't do it the old way. Once it was revived and got a little more traction, 
It was a matter of learning how to tweak it up a little bit, make it a little hotter, make it pop a little sizzle so that we can gather more people into the process. And then ultimately it was to bring people back into the fold to make it make some money, make it support itself and me, to be honest. The $10 Life Coach was relaunched um, in, a, in a similar way to many other coaching programs are now. And since there's so many coaching programs, it would seem like there's room for one more coaching program. The problem was there wasn't room for people to pay for this program. And that's for, for a bunch of reasons. We'll get into those later on down the line in other lessons. Uh, but I had to learn that through perseverance. I had to actually build the thing again and offer it as for sale and see if someone would buy it and find out that not enough people were willing to actually pay for it. Persevering through the hard times is hard. Keeping things sustainable when things don't seem to be sustainable is hard. Putting one foot forward and going on and on and on when it seems like nobody really wants what it is you're trying to sell is hard. And it doesn't mean that this podcast could not gone on longer, if not forever. It could have. But I literally had the issue of, fighting myself to get one episode out on one topic. Maybe I could have just scratched that topic and moved on to something else, but I felt so strongly about that one thing, and I just could not record an episode that wasn't a crazy rant that day. And it was the thought process of maybe this thing is on its last legs and maybe hitting this milestone was the exact moment that we needed to go ahead and knock it off and not let it die like it did before. Because... After 43, coming back at 44, hitting 52, which would have been a full year, except there was four years in between episodes, was a milestone. Hitting 100, which is a great round number, was a milestone. And getting 150, another grand milestone. So I learned that it was time. And when it's time, accept that it's time and step away. Don't leave yourself open for more of something that just isn't working. And while, yes, I could literally turn this thing, I could literally uh, erase this recording and do a 10-minute life coach uh, recording like normal and go on without nothing happening and just say, oh, by the way, we're just back. That can happen. Or I could create it in another vein, another name, or just retake that brand and say, from the 10-minute life coach, I'm blah, blah, blah. But that's probably not going to happen. Other than writing whatever comes from these podcasts, whatever comes from these notes, I'm going to use this for ending that chapter and just use it for general knowledge. Yes, I want to sell some books. Yes, I want to promote myself. So that's why I'm going to keep the kind of cool title, uh, keep it around as long as possible. But once I get it in the books, pun intended, uh, we're going to just let it go. I'm no longer trying to be the $10 life coach or run the $10 life coach, which is just a coaching program. $10 was a price point that seemed like an easy price point and seemed like an easy kind of roll off the tongue idea for the name. Like I said, no one actually wanted to pay me $10 to be into my club, to be into the mastermind, to be in the group. I have plenty of people in masterminds that we still work and talk together, but this one for the price point, even if 10 bucks a month doesn't seem like a lot of money, didn't come off, so we're not going to worry about it. It's gone. The 10-Minute Life Coach Podcast, in that exemption, in that, that realm, in that way, that fashion, that shape, it's gone. This podcast, this recording here, probably going to hit 40 minutes or more 
and that's just the way it's going to be. And so with that, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm not sure if this is the full bulk of information for chapter one, but this is essentially what we learned. And if I whittle down some of the random lost thoughts here, it probably won't be 40 minutes worth of talking content in written form, but it's a start. So the last lesson that I have for you in the learning is it takes a start. You don't know how far you're going to go or what impact you have until you make a start. You take that one first step. You go for the info on whatever it is you want to do. You pay for the class. You look up a book. You ask someone a question. If you have an idea, if you have a thought, if you have a hairy, audacious goal, if you have a stupendous dream that just comes to you in the middle of the night, you'll never know what impact it can have on a person or how far you can take that until you put it into motion. You start plotting and planning and putting in place things to make it happen and make it happen again and make it happen again and make it happen a few more times until you get closer or maybe even get there or not. It's all in the learning, but the learning cannot start until you start. The biggest lesson I learned from 150 episodes of the 10-Minute Life Coach was I can do 150 episodes of this podcast. Some of them not so great sounding. Some of them kind of awesome. But it took one week at a time and a long hiatus and someone just bringing it up to bring back the whole thing to show that there was an impact even four years later to keep going. One foot in front of the other. One week after week after week. One episode, batch two episodes, batch three episodes, batch so there is some time to rest, relax, and just let the thing work out, marinate, go from there. But the one thing I learned, the biggest thing I learned in the whole process of doing this podcast for 150 full episodes under its title and name is that I had to start before I can get to a finish. The finish may not have been as grand as I wanted to be, but 150 episodes is nothing to shake a stick at. It's pretty cool. If you believe the stats, as I already said, stats can be a lie. Most people get about eight episodes into anything to do for a podcast, and they're done. I have a podcast right now that I've been working on releasing. I've fully edited and mixed and produced about nine episodes. And this is literally the second time I've produced nine episodes. I did nine episodes the first time then went back to the drawing board and redid it with a bit different edge and different thought process. I'm back up to nine episodes. I've not published it yet. And literally I've got nine weeks that are ready to go. And there are plenty of reasons why. And there's plenty of reasons why not. I'm not going to know how it's going to work out until it starts. And there's some other issues as well, or some side support things that I would like to be in place. And this is one that is supposed to, generate its own revenue from the start or very close. It shouldn't take eight years of process to find out that it's not going to make any money. This one is meant to be attached to a program that should hopefully take care of itself, if not make a little extra on the side. So that's one reason why that one particularly has not been launched. But I've launched other ones that have taught me various things, what I can do, what I can't do, how I can steady, how I can work on my time, how to schedule things out, 
how to plan and plot out the processes and the information, how hard it is to do a daily thing, how hard it is to do a weekly thing, how hard it is to be consistent and keep up consistent energy for anything. And sometimes how hard it is to take the feedback, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, sometimes brutal for the sake of just being a jerk, sometimes brutal because you didn't do something all that great. You don't know how well you're going to do until you do something. And when that something's done, you have to let the world see it and let them tell you how it is. Because your view through your eyes, through your lenses, are not the same views, the same angles, same lenses, same eyes as the world. And that's what's really important. You create a something, people like it, love it, hate it, whatever. You go back to the drawing board and create more somethings. You don't know how well you do until you start. You don't know how well it is until you present it. And you don't know how much resolve you have until you're forced to either repeat it and keep it just as good or take it back, change it, and put it back out again. So thank you for listening to this podcast with no real name. It's just the Lessons Learned from the 10 Minute Life Coach Podcast. Probably what we'll call it, Episode 1 of Lessons Learned. And we'll see how many lessons we'll get in here. I've got about 10 different titles for chapters listed uh, that I've been working on and doing notes through. And my intention is I'll get two, three more in the process and when that happens, as you edit, you know, you end up combining things, moving things around. Some things become less important as they go through. Some things become more important that you didn't expect. And we'll see how long this goes. And we'll actually see if this is consistent. I just so happen to have what I thought was, well, I just happen to have about an hour's worth of time to, to work on this. And what I thought was be a 10, maybe 15-minute recording, a little time to trim it up. It's turned into a 45-minute recording. And time needs to be done to trim it up. So I'm going to do that. If you want to continue the journey with me, I'm still teaching and, of course, still learning. Send me an email at jclevenpain at gmail.com. Visit my main website, jclevenpain.net. And if you want to continue the personal development path, the work I'm doing there, I'm rebuilding because it was built fairly good until a server crash lost most information. So now I'm rebuilding all my personal development life at yourbetteryou.info. It's got a different twing to it than the 10-Minute Life Coach, but the podcasts there are 90 seconds, so they're very quick, very easy, and very simple to implement, pretty much like the 10-Minute Life Coach was. A little less in the lesson part, a little less storytelling, if you will, which I did enjoy, and will do some more because I do enjoy it, but this is essentially the the concentrate of the lesson here's the lesson take it go with it learn something so check it out at yourbetteryou.info in the meantime you know like i said write me an email send me a note let me know what you're thinking about me i'm also jay cleveland Payne on pretty much all the social media so look for me around the world on the twitter on the instagram on the facebook and strike up a conversation i'm a bit introverted i'm a lot introverted so let me know why we're talking, and I'll more than happily have a conversation with you. Strike up a random conversation, and eventually I'll get to you. If I don't know why we're talking, I don't know where you're coming from, it's a little hard to get started. But as I said, the biggest lesson learned from 150 episodes of one particular podcast over the span of about eight years is that you start somewhere with something. 
and assume it'll be not so great, but start anyway. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll be back whenever we're back for the second episode of what I learned from 110, 150 episodes. Yeah, 150 episodes of being the 10-minute life coach.